I look stupid or not. Drink vodka in moderation, kid. <laughs> Never trust a big booty in a smile. I'm always trying to shove it in the back. And sometimes I don't know if you're joking or not. Hold still. Hold still. Hold still. Yeah, boys, straight to dome. I don't know why it sounds like Bane. Let's suck on that. Look at all this might be awkward. Hey, this is Tom Atkins. Throw me, but you better listen to the Bad Boys Podcast, or I'm coming for you. Straight to Dome, yeah. What, what? Nobody home. Everybody knows what's up. What's going on? <laughs> it was like, like you're <laughs> rushing through the intro. <laughs> well, I think last week we didn't do it, so I want to do it properly. Yeah, we got to get that shit out of the way real just, quick. Just get it done right now. My shit always works sometimes. Always. Well, thank you. You heard that music? You know what time it is. It's time to listen to your favorite Bad Boys. On the Bad Boys podcast, Bad Boys you're only Bad Boys, by the way. There's a couple of iTunes, but you know this is this the real deal, Holy Field, right here. We're uh-huh. at 462. You you let us know any other podcast that starts with Bad or Boys that has that many episodes. We'll start it. it ain't gonna happen. We randomly rant on all things movies. We rarely miss a day. We rarely call out sick. I'm your host Fonzo, aka Mike Lowry. Joining me as always, Harley, aka Marcus Burnett, and I'm Tony, aka MCP. That's right. What is going on, motherfuckers? <laughs> Happy Sunday. I mean, just uh, you know, I was uh, excited. I don't know. I was I was feeling uh, I was feeling excited about tonight's cast. You You're know? feeling it. You got it. <laughs> Tony's like, oh man, it. It I don't know what's better. See his his version or the example. <laughs> Might have to go with his. I I say that all the time. Do you really know? Laney and I both say it. I can feel it like all the time. Most probably when you're crossfitting, we might get Mostly when we're taking our pre-workout drugs before we go to CrossFit. <laughs> it's gotcha. like, is it kicked in yet? Our our gotcha. what we call attitude adjustment. Like, yeah, okay. I can feel it. Nice. There you go. Because yeah. I I would love to hear the remix of that song with that sample of you or Laney, <laughs> both you guys saying it. That'd be fantastic. I want to hear them do, um, uh. Uh, karaoke it oh there you go laney can do snoop's part yeah. and tony can do dre's part now you're talking there that's you like go. me and chris we're gonna one day do i got a man by uh what's his name positive uh, k positive k baby one we can one do one the one. whole song oh that's that's impressive. <laughs> and you guys just go back and forth huh yes absolutely and i guarantee you your your kid in the back of the seat is not embarrassed or cringed at all while that's well, no, she's 11 she's singing along she's oh like, she's singing along now oh, the 16 year old she had been she was beautiful she'd be embarrassed yeah oh what you doing in this rough city you know this song, like song. Uh, so. you've heard this song right tony yeah i don't yeah. know but it is it's so do you get a kick out of telling brothers no can you type and eat ice cream at the same time while recording the podcast? <laughs> I can certainly try. Oh, we well, you know you can. So man, oh, hold on, I gotta turn the fan on. It's fucking hot, and I'm already talking shit. So hold on. Wife is gonna be screaming at me. Just shut the fuck up here, pretty soon. Love it. Can't wait to hear about it. 
So yeah, we're in episode 462. I you got that... eyes, but they not for me. You better use them for what they for, and that's to see. Tony <laughs> <laughs> already hit stop on that video and hardly still going. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, we love that song. Well, we, I might have to put that in the test. I'm gonna have to have Tony play it like two seconds. And you got to finish the, the the lyric. If you're man enough, are you man? To, to finish. To finish the lyric, yeah, he plays he, like a, like he plays like a clip, and you got to finish it. Yeah, absolutely, of course. Oh, okay, all right. For every time you get it wrong, we give an extra point. You're gonna electrocute me through my headphones. Yeah, remember I got the fucked up headphones. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. That'd be incredible. Well, looks apparently no extras, no nothing has been seen. So, except for a TV show, but I guess I went to a screening. Of a movie last night, so I guess that would count. Would that would that not count? Yeah, why wouldn't it? Yeah, of course. There you go. It just kind of, it goes into my sport into my weekend. So, but uh, apparently you already know what I did on Saturday night. So here we go. So I just watched uh, a thirty-five millimeter print of Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter, which oddly enough, people thought that was going to be the last one, but then you know, part five comes out, the new beginning, part six, seven, eight, nine, you know. And, you just, and it goes on and on and on. Um, this one is, uh, it's really hard to think while Harley's fucking typing away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Looking up the lyrics is what he's doing. Right. No, no, no. I was looking yeah, up. exactly. You're right. <laughs> I wasn't sure which one the final chapter was, and I'm uh, looking up on IMDb. Uh, it's kind of one of my favorite covers of all time. It's the Jason mask with the knife through its eye and there's blood on the bottom. It's really cool. So, yeah. So they had a print. Uh, but not only that, they're going to have a Q&A with the director. Two of the actresses, three actresses actually, but uh, two were twins that were in the movie, and um, one of the guys that were in the, he was he wasn't announced, but he showed up, so that was kind of cool. So yeah, thirty-five millimeter print in his show. There's some pops. There were some pops throughout the movie. The little scratching. The, the oh noise. yeah, it was there. Yeah, it was legit. It felt like that's this awesome. Is what you were watching. Do you get chills when, whenever they out. happen? Yeah, exactly. I felt like one part was just like there's all the sound and pop pop, and then it goes to the next scene. It just cuts. Um, which is interesting. The director had an interesting part where he said he would edit ten minutes of the movie and then give it and then send it out, and then he would do another ten and send it out. But he never would see the full like edited version. So he says if you notice if it, it doesn't seem like cohesive or like all together, it's that's why because we were doing them in chunks and sending them out, and we it, it, they wouldn't send it back to him and go look. Would you think of it? It was just moved on from there. So imagine editing your movie in ten minutes increments and then like sending it out and going all right here it goes. Put it together, so I just thought that was kind of interesting that that yeah. how it went down. But um, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, Tom Savini was uh, in the house to do the effects, and he had been back since the first one, so that was really neat. And Corey Feldman's character plays a kid that makes special effects and things, so that's always it was really neat. You can see all like Tom Savini's toys in uh, Corey Feldman's room, which is really cool. Judy Aronson, who played Samantha in the role, she was uh, famous from American Ninja. Do you remember that movie? Probably. Oh, yeah. RDJ, Iron Man's girlfriend in Weird Science. So that was pretty neat to meet her. She was there. She was having a good time. And then two of the uh, and then the twins were the, these two twins that were there. They showed up, which was really neat. Um, uh, they showed up. They hadn't seen the movie in the theater. Like uh, they said, they had never seen it. So to for them to see it for the first time, which really, was really neat, to be there for Camila Moore and Carrie Moore. I believe, I believe they're Australian. They played Tina and Terry. Uh, they were the interest, the love interest for Lawrence Monison, who played Ted, which I had met before at the Hollywood show, and uh, Crispin Glover. Uh, Marty McFly's dad and if you look final chapter if you look Crispin Glover dancing final chapter 
it's something to behold. It's incredible. It's it's pretty. It's amazing. Um, yeah. So we get yeah. So it's cool. We got you know dumb kids going to the cabin, running a party, drinking, having sex, and Jason comes. So it's like this it's typical. But what's interesting? This is the first movie that came out after the fourth, after the third one. If you remember the third one, it's the first time he wears a hockey mask. So um, right, it starts off right after the the, the kids had thought they killed him. The ambulance picks him up, takes him away. He escapes the the hospital and starts fucking killing it. But it's crazy because he's like a ninja. You don't really see him. You only see like his arm, leg, and just he just comes out of nowhere and fucking just killing these kids left and right. It's insane. And then the kids don't realize that this other kid died until like way later, which is crazy. So we get a skinny dipping scene in the movie. So you know, Friday the Thirteenth are known for their blood and guts and their uh um their nudie 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 content. So nudie nudie yes nudie. Yes, and nudity boobies. So, um, and it did not disappoint. And uh, yeah, so this was this was one of my favorites from the franchise. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the theme of the prince, so, you know, the director and the cast. It always makes it fun. Another interesting thing too: this band played an acoustic song before the movie. This band's called Ice Nine Kills, and their latest album has it's all based on horror movies. So, like, if you look at the song titles, it's all um, horror movie related. In fact, after they played their acoustic set, they had played. Um, their music video, which was all about Friday the Thirteenth, um, the Silver Scream is the album. That's what it was called. And um, I'm trying to see if I can find the song. It was like Good Afternoon, Good Friday, or something like that. It talks about like, Crystal Lake and everything. So it was kind of cool to hear that and seeing the video. And it's totally, totally like I said, horror related, um, which is really cool to see. Um, so yeah, that uh, that happened before it. So that was kind of neat. I took Amy's cousin. Uh, who was in town from Ohio? She came down to check it out. She wanted to see. She wanted to see it. I was like, "What? You want to go?" She's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "All right, let's go." So she went, had a good time. She's like, "Teenagers like way different than that they do now." I'm like, oh, "I bet." I, I just found it fascinating how an 18 year old was thinking uh, uh, her um her take of the movie, you know? Because I'm like, you're going straight from one to four because she had seen one where she she didn't see two or three. And I'm like, honestly, you don't really need to see him. It's just this basic story. But what's interesting about part four, they do a little um, uh, recap of the other movies, you know, and they show some of the best scenes before. I'm like, so look, you really didn't miss anything. Like they're doing a recap. And funny enough, the director, when we talked about afterwards, he doesn't like recaps in movies. So it was funny. He just was like, no, um, I didn't like it, but it was in there anyway. So there you go. Um, but yeah, it's always fun to hear little tidbit stories after the movie. So the Q&A. So yeah, so um, um, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, I got, let's see, one, two, Three, four, four more signatures on my poster. It's looking really nice. Pretty badass. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So now it's up to one, two, three, four, five, six, six, seven. Um, you know, the hardest one was Ted White, obviously, to play Jason and Corey Feldman. So if they got Corey on it, that's that's huge. Like if I can only get Crispin Glover on it, then you know, he's turned into an eccentric, hasn't he? Oh yeah, I think he's always been. Like, think about like it, a you know? kooky guy in real life. Yeah, he's uh, so. But yeah, but he was good in this. He was actually really good, and um, um, yeah, they even said too. Yeah, he uh, he was you know he's a little introvert. So I don't well, know. shit, we almost Back to the Future wasn't that nineteen eighty five or six or seven or something? Eighty seven. Yeah, this came out eighty four. So if that he uh, let's see when when the first Back to the Future yeah eighty five. Yeah, eighty five. So this was actually before. Yeah, before, yeah, before. So interesting. Yeah. So so yeah, high dollar for. Uh, Yes, sir. So, if yeah, if you see any Friday the Thirteenth movies, that's that's a good one to watch. I don't know. 
Yeah. So let's see. I believe my MTP was on. Uh, he was on some. He was on. He was on a TV show kick. Yeah. Apparently, you started the first one, right? I did. Yeah. I so, had, I, I remember when it was going to premiere, so I want. I wanted to watch it. And now, did you see? So we're talking about the boys, by the way. The boys. For, yes. For the listeners, yeah. Yes. Uh, and I, I only caught wind of it because I saw, <laughs> I saw it in the chat as your like. You know, you guys, the chat tends to have hundreds of messages, <laughs> like just <laughs> scroll by within minutes. And I'm like, I look back on my up. phone. Yeah, it it could be a challenge keeping up. But uh, I saw the boys mentioned in there somewhere and uh, it's on Amazon. Um, And I won't get into my weekends because that's part of what led into it. But yeah, I saw it. I hadn't seen anything about it, so I went into it completely fresh. I'm curious oh, about you, okay. Fonzo. Just from just from reading, then is what you said. I I just I just heard you guys talking about the boys, gotcha. and I didn't know what it was about. So you saw Reed's attempt to make fun of me for referencing referencing. I wanted to see the boys and all that. You yeah, something like that. And I'm like, oh, well. I just remember you guys were talking about it, and then I saw it on Amazon. I was like, yeah, let me check this out. Why not? But did you see any trailers before you saw it? The first. No, episode? I had seen. Yes, I did see the trailer. I did okay. see the one trailer, so I was already excited. Cool. And then when I was talking to a, a couple at Comic Con, they got me even more excited. Cool. And then when I found out two of the actors that are in the show are from New Zealand, and you know I love me some New uh, Zealanders, so yeah, I was already yeah. sold. We got New Zealand, New Zealand love on the show. So absolutely, you know. Cool. Cool. Yeah, the but first yeah, episode. I was already excited. So for you to go in completely blank is. It's pretty, it's pretty yes. spectacular to hear. Yes, and it's it was it. I, I was hooked. First pretty, episode, pretty. Ten first, minutes in. first fucking ten minutes, man. Yep, absolutely. That's insane. I mean, and and the reason I ask about the trailers because I just watched it, so I can know how much I can talk about it. Gotcha. Um, what what I can spoil, what what I can't. Um, and in the trailer they show, um, the girl, uh, Queen, Queen Maeve is her name. And she stops the the truck by just like standing in front of it, yeah. right? Like that's what the, one of the clips that they show, um, and that's one of the first things you see uh, in in the show in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And that alone, I was like, "Whoa, I gotta watch that again." I I, I had to rewind that and watch it. <laughs> like, and I was like, "That's within the first like five minutes." Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. "Okay, that's impressive." Mm-hmm. And then the next one. When, like, well, Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime's got some money under the show. Okay. And then the next one. No, oh, but the next uh scene, next scene that introduces kind of like the whole the catalyst to the whole premise of the show. Mm-hmm. Um and I I don't want to spoil just because it's it was amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. I watched that probably five times. Mm-hmm. Just that one scene because I was wow. just it it was like, whoa, that just happened. Right, uh, it, the way it's, it was done too. It's and, like, and the whoa. best part, the best part. Okay, so I'm gonna try to talk about it without spoiling it, but it like it happens, uh, and it's like in a bl- I blink and and this and the scene changes. And I'm like, wait, 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 let me go back. So like the first 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 time I saw it, um, yeah, I blinked and I was like, wait, what the fuck just happened? I pause it, yeah. I rewind it so I could see what happened, and I like I did not blink. I like taped my eyes open and I again. <laughs> All of a sudden, it changed. I'm like, what's going on? So then I let it continue, and then it got all slow-mo, and I was like, holy shit. The show went there within the first 10 minutes. That's mm-hmm. a fucking amazing. Like, mm-hmm. just how... And, and the show is 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 gritty, 
and it's grimy and it's real and it's gory and it's it's kind of morbid and it has this this hum this dark human side to superheroes Mm -hmm. even 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 more than like Watchmen does. I was gonna say like when I saw I saw a trailer to it and I was like oh this feels like the Watchmen. Yeah, but it's 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 like Watchmen but dirt like grittier uh more um watchman has almost like a sad take to it almost like a depressing yeah like take uh, perspective this is more like humans are shit and superheroes ain't much better yeah well the biggest synopsis is a group of vigilantes sent out set out to take down corrupt superheroes who abuse their superpowers yeah so think about that yeah so um so yeah, so you know, Fonzo, the first first episode, amazing. Uh, how do you feel? How did you feel once the first episode ended? Do you did you feel like you wanted to watch more, or were I you want, kind of? I could have I could have continued watching more right then and there. You could I have binged want, it. I didn't want to stop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, I it like gets... Billy Butcher. I like Carl Urban's character with the with the kid. You know, they're dynamic talking to each other, and mm-hmm. then um, yeah, they have good chemistry. The the Carl Urban and um, who's the kid? Jack Quaid. Yeah, playing Huey, and then, I, and then I yeah, and then I forgot Homelander um, was Anthony Starr who played in in the show Banshee. I forgot it was because mm. I looked at him, that motherfucker looks familiar. And then later on, when I saw him, I'm like, oh shit, that's fucking the dude from uh, Banshee. I'm like, okay. And then uh, yeah, you got Chase Crawford who's in there too, um, who plays the deep A train. So it's almost like a, a, a spoof on like the Justice League. You know, you got your Aquaman, your, super, yeah. your Superman, yeah. you know, characters like that. Um, but the the shit that yeah, it goes down. Um, yeah, it's hard to talk. It's hard it, to. I know it's hard to talk about it. It's definitely you can see kind of like the the parody, like the Fonzo mentioned of Aquaman and the Flash and uh, Wonder Woman and Batman and Captain you know, or not Captain, but fucking Superman. Um, like so, so you get like the parody version of them, but mm-hmm. they they have their their quirks, their own their own thing in this world, um, and they have their dark side. And, and Simon Pegg's in it too. Simon Pegg is in it. Yes. Um, I, I, it's it's really hard to talk about it without ruining it. Uh, how's, it how's it gone? How's it been? Um, watching like more and more. Like, has it gotten better? Has it gotten stale? Like, it's gotten better. You... No, no, it keeps getting better. It keeps getting better. Carl Urban nine point one on IMDb. It is it is amazing. It is. I've I've watched six of eight, so I've got two left. Oh shit! There's only eight of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, Carl Urban, um, his character arc is 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 complex and it keeps going so it's like it it, it it it's it's carrying you through through the whole at least six episodes that we've gotten so far um where mdb says nine episodes in total mm, uh, imdb says that I don't, I don't know if it's accurate oh maybe that's the two seasons i don't know season... yeah i click on season one and it's got one two three four five six seven eight. Oh, maybe it's season two yeah there's a season two. Well, yeah, it says episode guy. Ah, oh, there's a season. Let's see. But it only says one episode. There's okay. So, so there's a um, season two. Two point one. It says uh, scheduled for 2020, maybe. Yeah, there's 2020. Yeah. 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 If you go to the main page, the boys on IMDb, it says episode guy nine episodes. But then when you click on it, it only has eight. Eight. So yeah. fucking weird. Sorry for. Yeah, but the <laughs> season two has a one. 
Yeah, exactly. So that's where oh, it gets so the... nine episodes in total. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Right, but it's just a placeholder. The ninth episode, which is season two, episode one, is just yeah. a placeholder. There's nothing there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's eight episodes. The the character like Carl Urban plays a pretty interesting character. Um, he's part of the group of vigilantes, and that's like the most I want to really talk about. Um, uh, and he has a really good character arc that it, like the, the the decisions that are being made throughout the show match the uh character history and complexity that they're revealing throughout the show and all the characters have that and i think that's what makes the show really compelling is that everybody has a richness to it that that it's kind of it's slowly being revealed at a, at a pace that is pleasing like it, it works um there's a like like i said the grittiness of it is really cool but and it also has very poignant social commentary current about current things current problems um i mean it's it's all about abuse of power so think about any kind of right any kind of current social um issues around abuse and uh, abuse of power they're covered in the show in a very clever way um, Interesting. yeah it's 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 really well done and at certain points you you it, it feels like it could get cringe but i feel like the show picks it up and like wraps it up nicely it, so it's, it's I, i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it I, if you can't tell i'm fucking enjoying it yeah, i almost i almost I, I almost kicked laney to the curb and said fuck you i'm gonna watch it without you before the show um <laughs> You couldn't wait, huh? Yeah, I was like, we, because yeah, she's going to bed at seven and I have, we right. had two episodes left. I'm like, that's just enough time for me to finish it. I'm in for the podcast. Yep. Now, let me, like, let me ask you this. Because you think I'm superhero fatigue. Yeah. My wife never gave a shit about superheroes. So am I going to be able to get her interested in this? Because I'm digging it. I want to watch it. It's yeah, it's one of those you might dig, you might, yeah you might dig the the take on it yeah, yeah yeah because it it's it's almost like we we at one point one point we talked about the show in that it's like yeah if if you think about humans and the nature of humans and how you know for the most part they they like if you let them get power they abuse it of course superheroes would abuse it. Like, yeah, they would do this kind of shit because that's what yeah, happens exactly. with, you know, with absolute power, blah, blah, blah. Um, corrupt, absolutely. Right, right. And so it, it, it works. I think if you have superhero fatigue, um, and if that has anything to do with like, you know, the, the superheroes being too polished, this show will work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good point. I never really thought about it, but. It is sort of, and we'll talk about it during the review of Shazam. Um, it is, the superheroes always seem to have pure motive. Right. Or pure in, intent. They're, mm-hmm. they're very, I mean, obviously that was even a, a central part to Shazam's storyline kind of thing. Right. Um, but it's, it, yeah, they're always very morally, their compass points true north. Right. They're always selfless and they're never doing anything for their own personal goals. It's like, no. I mean, look at somebody like Superman who's half human. Um, and, and ironically, the half human part of him is the very honest and pure and, 
and benign. Um, so I, I remember Watchmen kind of, kind of dealt with that. And it's been a long time since I saw Watchmen. I think I've only seen it twice, but I think I remember like, Oh, the, these are flawed characters. Like, you know, and we've seen that before. Right. Um, and I think, yeah, yeah. Watchmen had flawed characters, but it almost like they took them to the extremes of, like this show, there's some extremes. There's definitely extremes, but there's a lot more nuance to them. Um, yeah. yeah. You talking to me? Yeah. What up? Uh oh. Is the boss? What? What? Sorry, guys. I need to mute myself. Sorry. Shut up! <laughs> That's hilarious. Wow. Sorry, we've made salsa, and Chris is downstairs, and she's eating it, and it's. She says it's the bomb. So. Nice. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. That fake ass salsa that you made. <laughs> Does she want on the podcast? Is that what she's trying to do? Yeah, she, want, she want to review the salsa. Alfonso <laughs> and Tony asked if you want to be on the podcast. If you want to talk about it, you want to review your 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 shrimp cocktail and your you fake want to fake the salsa shrimp cocktail. <laughs> the Mexican shrimp cocktail. The Mexican shrimp cocktail. Uh huh. <laughs> she 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 went out and hung out with her girlfriend this weekend, and they went to some Mexican restaurant, and she had like a shrimp cocktail, but it wasn't just the cocktail sauce. She said it had like all kinds of vegetables and shit in it. She said it was amazing. I can't hear you, babe. I got headphones on, and you you either need to come up and be part of the cast or <laughs> stop interrupting me. Damn it. <laughs> um. So she just was like, this stuff is, this is the best cocktail sauce ever with all the vegetables and yumminess. So we made it tonight. Right on. Turned out really good. And then, sorry, you made it. We made salsa. Fuck's sake, woman. Do I need to come down there and regulate? So I'm guessing the salsa gets a dollar. The salsa gets a, a slater, I think, right, right Yeah. Well, this show, The Boys, so far is getting a very high dollar. Nice. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. Watch it so we can talk about it. Or wait for me to finish the next two episodes, and then uh, I'll let you know yeah, if it's worth it. Still gonna give it a high dollar or a little slater. Right, because, well, I mean, like, the Umbrella Academy had that kind of a potential, and then the last episode, I was like, oh, the way it ended, and so, there's always that possibility. But, okay, but this doesn't seem like it. So far, they they're, they're, it seems like they're doing a really good job, but so did Umbrella Academy, so it's, hard, it's, it's, like, I don't want to get my hopes up too much. But does the Umbrella Academy have two actors from New Zealand? That's a good point. I didn't think so. Yeah. Looking at you there, Reed. Maybe the old gun shoot wink. So yeah, the boys, check it out, man. Harley, you might, like I said, you probably get into it because it's you I'm know a little, to try little to, different from the norm. So yeah, I have to try to uh, check it out. Motivate the misses. I gotta say, so I gotta the, say one thing, Tony: running and diving. 
talking about? Episode one? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. I was like, holy shit. This show's awesome. Uh-huh. Um, there's... I have said, holy shit, that was awesome. Probably like five times. That was only in the first episode. <laughs> right. Um, there's been several times where I'm like, yes. And I was like screaming. I was like, yes, I can't believe that just happened. I'm so happy that just happened. That's like, incredible. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. That, if, that, if that hasn't sold you already, I don't know. <laughs> there was definitely, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, have fun with it. Cool. There you go. Absolutely. Definitely rated R, by the way. Oh, if yeah, anybody doesn't know, it's rated R. Oh yeah, no kids. Yeah, no kids ain't watching them. Yeah. All right, good to know. <laughs> Let's see. So, without any further ado, we can move on for that one, right? Um, yeah. Unless, unless Harley's got some box office news, you want to drop on us? I could. Um, I know the Lion King is like cleaning out. I mean, it is just hand over fist. Every time you play, uh, when he starts typing, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You skip the intro. Oh, go ahead. Okay. You can skip the intro. I know. I was gonna tell Harley. Yeah. I I talked to him, so he he listened to be quiet, and then you could play the music. But he still he told you to skip it. So. Right. Uh, interestingly enough, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood did not debut at number one. Mm, um, you know, so you know, there's been some. I've I've heard some some chattering on the internet about how um, uh, having a big name isn't necessarily the, the sure money like it used to be, uh, you know, the Tom Cruises and the Brad Pitts and yeah, but Leo he's got, now. But he's got two of them and the director's I, name. Alone I, the yeah, no. Well, they got smashed by the Lion King. So, but they still um, said it was big, uh, Quentin's biggest opening, right? Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I'll say uh, Crawl was number five, Toy Stories number four, Spider Man Far From Home number three, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood number two, and The Lion King number one. The Lion King on its second week made $75 million. Um, let's see here. While the weekend wasn't quite as large as anticipated, it was still a second straight weekend to the top. Same. Same weekend last year, leading the way for a second weekend in a row was Disney's Lion King as it was. Will soon top a billion dollars worldwide, followed by a forty million debut from Quentin Tarantino's One Spot in Hollywood, serving as the director's largest three-day debut. To there you go, boom! There you go. You're welcome, kids. I haven't heard great reviews of the movie, though. I heard that it's kind of traditional Tarantino, you know, super kind of dialogue-y. Um, I think if you like his movies, you're gonna love it. Probably, yeah. If you don't, I, it, it might be a little different, yeah. If you've already, yeah, yeah if you've, you've loved this filmography, you've loved his movies in the past, I think you, you know, you'll have a good time. If not, it might be a little different people. I, I have, you know, read mixed things as well, but yeah, I'm such a fanboy. I'm pretty sure I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. So, I mean, what he does, nobody does better. Yeah. And, and I, I will say this though. His movies are not the kind of movies that are going to make a ton of money in the theater. These are traditionally turned into cult classics. Well, with... they, it would have been, I, th- I believe. I mean, in this day and age where we're in franchise and superheroes, it's kind of hard to compete. Well, that's my point is, is we want, we like to go see sure things. We, we, you know, Shazam probably did pretty well, even though it's a, a completely original, you know, 
Um, Zachary Levi is not a big Hollywood star. He's more of a small screen star kind of thing. Um, and so even with Tarantino's name, a lot of those diehard Tarantino fans, they ain't going to the fucking theater anymore. They're like, fuck the theater. I got my home theater. I got my, I'll watch it on Blu-ray when it comes out. You know, they, it's just, it doesn't, the theater experience appeals more to the Transformers level franchises. And, you know, um, I mean, we, we all know Disney has that on lockdown right now. Um, so it, it doesn't take away from the film as a quality, whether it's good or bad. It just is what it is in today's day and age. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll see it. It'll, it, it's only a matter of time before I watch it. Um, so, yeah. What about you, Fonzo? I think D asked in the podcast if anybody was planning on seeing it. I, I want to go see it. I thought I was going to have a chance to see it tomorrow, but I think I'm going to a bonfire tomorrow. So, uh-huh. unless I can watch it on my phone at the beach, I don't think I'll be able to watch it this week, unfortunately. So, yeah, I'd hate to not see a Quentin movie in the theater. Um, but I'm gonna try. try. Bonfire. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you have it. Yeah. All right, cool. Box office done. Ah, okay. That's the new homework music. Play Tony Hitty. Come on. <laughs> it was just bonfire finishing up. Bonfire. I can see Shaq just pushing the shit at people right now. Yes. Oh, that 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 clip was so awesome. Watching him right? in the mosh pit. Oh my god. Amazing. I fucking love that guy. That was so that was awesome. He's having a good old time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who in the fucking the right mind, even if it was just friendly, is gonna push that big man? Dude, he barely touches you. Go yeah. You, if you watch the video, you see someone like like push him, like like come up and, and shove and him, giggle? and then like uh-huh. he's giggling, like his face is like, like a I shitty grin. Him. It was great. He's like, I just pushed Shaq. I guess he's like, yo, I pushed him at the mosh pit. You know, yep. you can say you did, yeah. But did you see how fucking uh, giant he is compared yeah. to regular human? Oh, he's a freak. He's like seven two or some shit. Oh yeah, that. he's playing with children. Like he yeah. like, has to be careful yeah. not to kill somebody out there. That's when like Harley yeah, yeah. goes enters any room. That's what it's like. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm half he, a foot. First off, he's, of he's he's that tall and he's that dark. So it's just you know, right. people always confuse him for Shaq all the time. All right. What was the whole uh, this week? Well, I didn't pick it, so I'll let y'all talk. I believe I chose it. Well, one more thing I forgot to mention about the boys. It was written. It says written by Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen, two big comedy guys. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. I believe they worked on Preacher. They were like produced that one too. So so it was kind of funny. So yeah, 2019. We got a new movie here. Homework. Shazam. We all have a superhero inside us. It just takes a bit of magic to bring it out. In Billy Batson's case, by shouting out one word, Shazam, the streetwise 14-year-old foster kid can turn into the grown-up superhero Shazam, directed by David F. Sandberg. And uh, Harley had mentioned this guy's name before, Zachary Levi. We got Mark Strong. And and you guys, uh, Jim and then any, And then any other names might be... Spoiler territory. So, um, this is, I think, I believe this did really well in the 
theater, especially for a DC film. I, I wanted to want. go out to the theater to check it out, but I, I never made it out to. It came out April fifth. Um, yeah. So what did uh, what did you guys think of Shazam? Like, had you, had you known anything about the character or anything before going in? I saw trailers, and that was it. Okay. I don't think I saw a trailer to this one, um, but uh, I'd seen uh, little clips of a cartoon somewhere, animated mm-hmm. somewhere. So I knew about the you know the kid, the Shazam trick. Um, but yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty fresh going into it. Um, I think I saw a trailer or two, um, but I didn't know much. That's for sure. Um, uh, hundred million dollar budget. It made 140 domestically. Mm-hmm. So it didn't make much money past its budget back. Uh, it did make 224, uh, worldwide. So. You know, it made two hundred and fifty plus million dollars in total, uh, but whether that accounted for whether that made money or not, I don't know. Right. Um, actually, I think I did see Shazam two um, uh, scheduled uh, or something. I think I saw some, and it certainly the movie sets up sets itself up for a sequel. But they could just be hedging their bets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I was looking forward to it. I wanted to see it, and I just, for some reason, I never got out to the theater to check it out. Um, but um, when I took crew to Junior Lifeguard on Friday, I actually had some time off in the morning. I'm like, man, I should pop this in, check it out. And, uh, man, I was I was enjoying it through the entire time. I had a smile on my face through the whole time. Um, I actually had a, at the very end, I literally, like, yelled out loud. Like, I totally had a fanboy moment. <laughs> uh, if you guys remember the, what I'm talking about, the scene, I literally, like, the- sat up. The, the very last scene? It. Yeah, very last scene before the credits roll. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I rewinded it, watched it again, because the kids were like, what? What happened? I'm like, did you not see what happened? Look at that shit. It was awesome, right? I literally, yeah. like, I, I, I just shit. geeked out. I, just, I literally geeked out. It was so cool. And I like, yeah. I love the fact that this movie made me do that. You know, I'm like feeling emotions about something. You know, like, yeah. not only was it making me laugh, you know, it gets a little drama beat, you know, the foster kid looking for his mom and, so the so awesome. that's something that I commented on um with Laney and and I think that's what really sells this show or this movie is the 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 kid like freshness of it the the, the cuz like the kid reaction to being a superhero is so genuine and I'm like that's exactly how fa- any one of us would fucking part. react if we got this like the, you, yeah. We would be fucking kids about it, you know? Absolutely. Like, what can you do? I wouldn't even have to be 15 for me to do that. I would be That's what I'm saying. Right like, now. we could do, we would be doing, acting like that right now. <laughs> it was, it was so good. It was, like you said, genuine. It was genuinely funny. Yeah. Um, the shit they would do back and forth in the liquor store, you know, he's like, and I love oh, the God, kid, yeah. the superhero, like, expert, you know, they was like, well, mm-hmm. maybe it's the, maybe it's the suit that's bulletproof. Shoot him in the face. And you're like, whoa, you're thinking like, any other movie, like, no, 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 don't shoot him in the face. Well, Zachary Levi, without a beat, hands the fucking crook the gun. Go, yeah, yeah, do it. And he's mm-hmm. super excited to see if it's really going to happen. No fear, because when you're a kid, right, you're going right. to jump off that ramp with a bike and not think twice. But as an adult, you're going to go, okay, how fast do I need to go? You know, Am I going to make that jump? None of that shit when you're a kid. You don't even fucking think about that. You're fucking fearless. So the fact that he does that when he hands him the gun, I just start laughing. And then when he did, he's just kind of giggling. I'm like, I'm laughing, you know, and, and then you see, you meet these two bullies, like, oh, fuck yeah, they're going to get their upcomings. Like, it's just going to happen. Um, but like you said, Tony, 
that every time when he turned Shazam and he was just like, yo, what's up? I'm a superhero or just any other little nuances. And he still, and you were, if you notice, like he's super buff, he's got the suit, but he still acts like that kid. He still acts. Oh yeah. Like yeah. He's doing a really good job of. Oh, Zachary Levi. And it sells. I mean, absolutely. And it sells and it works. And like I said, I just had a smile on my face every time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those interactions between him and that other kid. It was just genuine. It was yeah. Crazy. And it, it kind of addresses that whole superhero fatigue in the sense that like, the especially DC superheroes, uh, the the movie, the DC movies, they, their superheroes are kind of stuffy and like stick up their butt, and and this is just refreshing and fun, you know. It has fun in it, and it, it, it's 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 kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I was I was definitely enjoying it the whole time, and then you know that last scene, I was like, oh, holy shit, okay. I seriously do. I was like, well, that, the, the last action scene. Was was really cool, and oh, then yeah. the the, oh. the final scene, and then yeah. the reveal with the, oh. the reveal. Okay. Yeah, I was like, you, I was like, what? Yes, <laughs> I was like, oh, that is so cool. Of course, yeah. yeah. And then when they, and then I fuck, can't even talk about it, but you know, yeah, yeah. I think everybody's seen it. I mean, we, I guess we. It seemed like in the messenger. Seemed like everyone's seen it. I just don't know about Angie's seen it, but yeah, yeah. You can well, skip I... a couple seconds if you don't want to. No, I just <laughs> there's just one thing I wanted to say, but it, it's fine. Well, I get Tony knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. How about you, Harley? You're fucking superhero fatigue. Where do you come up? With? I I had a lot of fun with it at the beginning. Um, the scenes you're talking about when he gets when he first gets it is it's funny. Yep. It's Captain original. It, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill your buzz. Um, Wait, then hold on, real quick. Because <laughs> my because fr- Ribbon Rain kept going. Um, uh, what did they say? His name was uh, Thundercrack. Oh yeah, the funny <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, he's like, like they're all what? Thunder, Mister Thundercrack. They thought it was so funny. They kept repeating it, so it started making me laugh. I'm like, what about Captain Sparkle Fingers? And they're like, no, Thundercrack sounds funnier. <laughs> I'm like, all right, there you go. So, no, I mean, so much. I'd say the first, you know, most of the two acts in the beginning are genuinely funny. Um, the, the sidekick, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, is that him? Yeah. Talented actor. Like he was genuinely like, I mean, I think the material they gave him was pretty funny. Um, the kid who plays Billy Batson, um, the movie really relies on you empathizing with him because he's troubled. I mean, it's that old chestnut, right? And he's in and out of all these foster homes. Um, and so you really have to empathize with him in order to feel anxious that he's not going to make it basically. Um, and with me, while I enjoyed and laughed at all the Zachary Levi parts, the second he turns back into Billy Batson, I tune out. And I think it's largely just because of the kid's performance. I, I mean, there's not a lot for him to work with. Um, it, it's kind of cliches that we've seen done and done again, but I don't think Sandberg, the director did a very good job getting a good performance out of the young kid. And, and we see, and I, I compare and contrast that to a lot of the other performances that were fine. I mean, again, Zachary Levi out of this part, I mean, very, very strong, very, very good comedic chops. Felt very natural for him. It wasn't the jokes didn't feel forced. That they, they, they worked. Uh, Mark Strong's a really talented actor, and his 
character is laughable um, as a villain. I mean, this is one of the worst villains I've seen in years. I mean, it is completely undeveloped. It's, it, it's yeah, it, it, he's like walking through it. Uh, uh, Damon Hounsu, however you pronounce his name. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, he's a very another very talented actor. Doesn't have much to work with. He's, you know, what it felt like as I'm watching the movie. It felt like Harry Potter meets Superman. You know, meets there was a third movie that I thought, and because there's a, there's the wizards and shit like that. Um, but the problem is, is once we get into that third act, right? It basically just kind of largely becomes an action flick. Um, it starts to take itself pretty seriously, um, especially when we're introduced to the the other. And it's kind of spoiler territory, but if you look at the IMDb, it says Freddy, Darla, Mary. So while I don't give that in the trailer, uh, I'm going to take a page out of Reed's book and spoil that. So, um, but when we get to that point in the movie, it's a pretty serious film and I completely tuned out. It become incredibly boring to me because it, it, it ceases to be original at that point. Now it's just an action flick. The action is we've seen it done a million times. Um, they're flying, they're going through walls, all that shit. Um, and we've seen it done a million times better. The, the, the comedy at the beginning when he gets his superheroes powers, that's fairly original. Um, but if I had to guess, it's probably 25 to 30 minutes of the film. And I feel like make a short out of that, you know, um, because the whole film for it, two hours and 12 minutes. Now, granted, if this was an hour, and 30 minutes, it maybe felt it maybe would maybe would have felt differently. Um, and it didn't feel overly long, uh, but I was bored through quite a bit of it. Um, and that, that, that hurt it for me. Cause I did, I had a lot of fun at the beginning. We're not even at the beginning cause we don't even see Shazam for 20, 30 minutes. But when he first gets that power, like you said, the liquor store and, and when they're in the like abandoned warehouse and shit, like that stuff's funny. Like it's genuinely funny. Um, but the, yeah, the 20 minutes before that leading up, I, I mean, every time I see that kid on screen, I just start to cringe. Yeah. I was just like, ugh. And it, I just didn't give a shit about him. And so that, that hurt the film. And that's I get it. I, I get it. I get that same that. reaction when I hear your voice. <laughs> Fortunately, you didn't have to spend uh, $9 to hear my voice. <laughs> no, I spend, you know, 20 a month. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Right. Sorry, sorry to rain on your parade. So to speak. It's all right. I have it marked. I can just bleep it all out. <laughs> just delete out. <laughs> Censorship, fake news. Uh, I mean, you got to admit, though. I mean, the last, especially the last half of the third act, really becomes traditional superhero territory. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And that's what I am completely burned out on. You know. It's mm. the same. I mean, like I'm halfway through the Avengers, right? Uh, the age, not the age of Ultron. What's the last one? The, Man, the what last. happened to you, inner child that wants to see fights and wants to see things beat each other up? Well, if I want to see fights and beat each other up, I'll watch UFC. 
Yeah, but like this is like stuff you can't see. It doesn't. It's no, like not cartoons. This is turned into to animation. Yeah, that's that's what's awesome about it. That's that was the whole oh, thing about comics. It's like you know, comics were drawn. You know, it was a cartoon. It was something that not not possible in real life. So let's escape. Let's escape the real life and go into this world where crazy shit happens. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just old and curmudgeon or something. Yeah, but I was gonna say, I'm halfway through Avengers: Infinity War, right? Um, I was like, you know, because the uh oh, you know, that's the wife telling me to shut the fuck up. No, I just got. Oh no, Alfonso, I'm gonna reset my modem. Yeah. All right, so I'll keep talking. Yep, go for it. And you can defend because you're obviously there. Yeah. Um, so I'm halfway through Event Infinity War. I want to like bone up on it before. Uh, the, the, the last movie comes out, right? Yeah. It's going to come out any day now. I'm sure it'll, it's only a matter of time. Right. And so I want to, I want to kind of know, I want to be able to know what's, what's happening. Yeah. You got, you've got to. And I'm halfway through it and there's like five minutes of storytelling. The other hour that I've seen so far is action set pieces and they're done well. Don't get me wrong. Not complaining of the quality of the action. But it's all action. There's little to no. We've already developed the characters, so we don't need to do that. They're all the same characters that we have. I mean, the only thing is I couldn't remember how. Uh, maybe you can help me out. What the? What's the? Uh, he used to be the computer, but now he's like taking the place of a man, and he's got the stone in his forehead. Oh, vision, vision, vision. How, how, did, how did Vision Quest or Vision? How did he get the stone in his head? Like, where did that stone come from? Uh... You remember? He he put it in um, himself. Like he, yeah. I remember the scene of him doing it. And was that in Asia Ultron? Yeah, I think so. I don't. Yeah, can't I don't, remember. Right. And so we're remember. like, we're going back to that character, and I'm like, I can't remember. I need to. I need to watch Asia Ultron. I go. I call him blood, but that. But I have no interest. In it. It's not going to happen. I'm having a hard time finishing Infinity War. I want. I mean, here's the thing. I literally want to skip through the action sequences just so I can get the story because that's why I'm watching the movie because I want to mm. know what's happening. But there is none. It's we got this bad guy. He takes over worlds. He needs all the stones so he can be even more godlike than he already is. And it's a comic book. I get that. Um, there's just not enough, there's not enough meat on the bones these days. And I would argue Shazam has the same problem, especially at the last half of the movie. There's just not enough meat on the bones. All the characters are paper thin, um, cliches of what we've seen done a million times. Hmm. And so the movie relies on that action, uh, which, you know, if that's what you want to see, then great. Um, but I'm more interested in seeing something a little more. Uh, serious, I guess. But that's just me. Cool. Looks like Tony Alfonso's. Ironically. connection for a while. I just came back. It didn't, it, it, it was trying to help you so you wouldn't listen to me bitching complain yeah, when about I came back, you were still fucking yapping away. So like, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, how negative can one be? It's like, all right, yeah, all right, get it. We don't, you don't like superhero movies. We get it. Let's move on. <laughs> no, it, it, it's a uh, like I, I I get it. He he lost his his the the inner child that enjoys action scenes, like the new You're new a grumpy superhero superhero action. Scenes. I mean, I get Forrest Gump a Slater. 
And right. what is that movie? So he about? wants he wants character development, story art, drama. If the action and if the fight scenes aren't developing one of those three, and they're just gratuitous violence for the sake of you know comic book well, we violence. We didn't get that much violence. So no, no. no but right, but it's 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 just fight. It's comic book fighting for the sake of comic book fighting. Comic book fighting. The rest of us normal people enjoy that shit. Harley doesn't. And I enjoy it no, once lie. a year or, you know, I, I, I right. don't You need, enjoy I like maybe 30 seconds of it. I don't need a dose of it every month. And that's basically where we're at right now. I mean, every single month there is a superhero movie in the theater um, or multiple. Could, could, could you, could you, could you, could you make more noise, Beck? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> No respect. So you need to turn this into Shazam right now and fucking, you know. I told her, I said, she was out of town. I said, be glad you missed this movie because you've been bored to death. See, I don't know, though. Did Lainey watch it with you, Tony? Yeah. What did she say? She She enjoyed it. It was was fun. Well, she can relate to the foster kids, you know. She's about their age, so. (laughs) Had a good time with it. Exactly. Tony adopted her. (laughs) <laughs> a little creepy yeah. at first, but you know we got over it. You used to it. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you give it, Tony? It's a dollar, solid dollar. Yeah. yeah. I'd buy that for a dollar. Same. I, I I had a good time with it. I enjoyed it. So. I'd buy that for a dollar. The uh, some of those scenes are are high dollar or hilarious. I mean, I'm laughing out loud, right? And Mazzy loved it. Mazzy would have gave it a high dollar. Maybe a little slater, I'm not sure. Uh, and as I was watching the movie, I, I was on the fence. And certainly in those, you know, again, that halfway part, I was I was all aboard. I was like, yeah, this is pretty funny. I think if it keeps this up, I'm going to give it a dollar. But it couldn't keep it up. The jokes start, the jokes kind of went away, and then the few jokes that were towards the end kind of fell flat for me. Um, if if it didn't turn into such a traditional superhero movie at the end, I probably could have overlooked the bad acting from the kid. Um, but the fact that the first 20 minutes is boring and the last hour is boring, it, it, it ends up getting wasted. That would be a waste of time. I mean, it's passable to most people. And I think Art addressed that. He's, he talked about it. You know, it, it's nothing, it's, it's no great film. It's completely forgettable. Um, you know, if I, if I wanted to laugh, I would just go on YouTube and watch that 20 minute segment, 15 minutes kind of thing over again. And I'd chuckle and I'd laugh and it'd be good. All right then. I know you guys are expecting me just to keep on going, but yeah, I got nothing else. <laughs> Asher Angel, you, my friend, get a waste of time. Wow. March. All right. Oh, he's a Disney kid. <laughs> Anyways. So. All right. So shall, shall we get into uh, the game? Yeah. Well, this one's the one they're going to gamble on, too. That's right. Let's see. I think this it's pretty Sal- safe to say. <laughs> this is Savage Scott, and it's time to play everyone's favorite guessing game, 
Who the fuck is Reggie? With your contestants, Angie from Fallbrook. My name is Angie. Reed from the NZ. Reed here. Art from Cali. Those are buddy Art. And... Donaldo. This is Nalo. Good luck, everyone. So let me say this real quick. Um, if there is some confusion or the uh, actors aren't playing the game right out of just lack of, you know, t- Tony and, or excuse me, Art, I think was making a joke about the, I want to gamble away these points, but if they, um, if they can't figure it out um, and, you know, I'm terrible at describing shit, so it's quite possible. And I'll just, we'll just um, null and void their gambling and then just play their points like we normally would. Does that make sense? Sure. <laughs> Tony, are you, or Fonz, are you pissed off because I gave your movie a waste of time? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Because you're, you're quiet over there. I'm good. I was just hoping you'd have a good time and not be such a ground. I know? did for about 20 minutes. <laughs> Sorry, my chair's all fucked up and I'm making all lots right, of noise. All right, let's do it. Orale, cabrones, soy tu amigo Arturo. Yo creo que tomé mucha agua, pinche Tijuana, y me quedé hablando español. Pero que no hay pedo. Aquí voy a estar los points de la. Respuestas de este fin de semana la tarea. La tarea la trajo Panzo y él, él escogió Shazam. Pinche Shazam. No sé qué, qué significa el pinche Shazam. El pinche Shazam se aparece como el Chapulín Colorado. El primero héroe mexicano que tiene rojo y hielo. Pero lo que, no, no mames. No, porque sea. Yo creo que Panzo, yo creo que León Mola. Yo creo que ese pinche Harley, ese güey, ese pinche caballo. Yo creo también que León Mola. Y ese... Pinche marica, MCP, 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 MCP. Wait, what did, what did he, what did he say he gave Harley? I think a dollar. Oh, okay. oh, I think a dollar. 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 I think a Three points in this movie. So, escogí, tengo un acento, gané excelente, le gané bien, tres puntos. Ahí está todo. Hope you got all that, Harley. Nice. That, was, get that? that was pretty well done. <laughs> no points. Pinche Camacho, you got that? I heard the MC Poo Poo. Yeah. Hey, he turned into Felipe Petit. Felipe Petit. Uh, I'll give him point for the accent because he took the accent one step further and just did a whole new language. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I couldn't. I, he said somebody gave. I heard dollars. I heard pinche. I heard cabron. Uh, but I, those aren't numbers. So uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. <laughs> so he he guessed a dollar for all of us. Oh, and he wagered three. Okay, so now my question to you guys is: Yes, and I'm going to guess that you'll probably agree with me. Do I give him the two points and then just take away three? 
Right. You still get points for for guessing two of the three right correctly and right, right. Okay, so then he'll get zero because he got the accent, he got two, but he loses three. Right. He wagered three of it, and he did not get all three correct, so he lost the three points. All right. So certified D loses. Sorry, couple. From TJ, did you see that video of him sliding on that damn big ass slide? No, I didn't, but I did YouTube that slide and saw a 350-pound human being do that slide uh-huh. and was pretty amazed. How far, he, how far he went? I want to go to said slide myself. We so. do, huh? That should look like a blast. Yeah. It did. It looked like a lot of fun. Um, I was just surprised that I didn't didn't dive when he was in the air. It looked like, it looked like maybe it's impossible once you're in the air. You know? But, uh, yeah, it looked cool, man. It looked a lot of fun, so. But he came, he came strong with that accent all the way through, didn't he finish? No, that, that's not even an accent. That's fucking do whole, whole new language. No, but he, he still brought the accent when he, he summarized what he did in English. But he kept the accent, the Spanish accent. So, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Went above and beyond. Still got Cerote out of it, though. <laughs> that's true. I know, unfortunately. Yeah. Damn. But cool. That's fun. All right. Next. Bad, bad boys read here. Oh, wow. This week, we're going to do some betting. So, um, Shazam. That's a... It's a fun little flick. I know that Donaldo's said that it's his favorite uh, superhero film of the year. And whilst I don't agree with him, I can see how he got to that point. Anyway, I'm going to give this film a certified Donaldo because of its likability. And... This, I believe, is the film that we're betting on, so I'm going to throw two points of mine down, and Uh-oh. hopefully I get four back if I get all three correct. Is that right? That's oh, right. we'll find out. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the extra... You get nothing. Mm. Oof. I mean, yeah, ironically, no he only lost two points. He would have gotten a point well, if he got an accent. accent. So he didn't get that point. Yeah, if he would have done an accent, he would have gotten one point. He would have scored a point. Yeah, but... Man, this well, is... This... Reed and Art are tied at five before and after this round. So. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Funny. <laughs> wow. It's Angie that's got eight. So uh, let's see. She could really take it away. Yeah. She's pretty insightful. I, you know, everybody knows I'm superhero fatigued. So the fact that both of these clowns thought that I was going to give it a dollar is, uh, you know, a little, a little bit surprising. All right, here you go. Hi guys, it's Marge Simpson again. I had so much <laughs> fun with you guys last time, so I thought I'd call in again a second time. Wow. Okay. So for the homework, it was for Shazam. And um, this time we get to wager some points on this one. So I was like, whoa, 
Wow. Does any, anybody have picture you know, Mars right now? It's pretty impressive. I can see it. It's very yeah. impressive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're gonna start playing a you know really good game here. So we're gonna wager three of Angie's points on this one. So we're gonna say Harley gives it a dollar. Alfonso gives it a dollar, and Tony gives it a dollar. <clears throat> Gosh, I hope I didn't screw that up. <laughs> No, not at all. That's pretty goddamn impressive. Uh, and she nobody... gambled three points too, right? Yep. All right. So she also gets zero because she did do the accent. Wow, this is this is incredible. <laughs> Everyone just stalled out. Well, they all played it safe. Yeah. 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 Uh, did not get a call from the D. Oh, of course you didn't get a call from the D. I get no D tonight. Yeah, that yeah, that's there's nothing. Wow. So you so is it easy to say that the whole wager thing is a complete success and it just changed people's lives right now? <laughs> it didn't change shit. That's what's funny. <laughs> That's what's, fucking, that's what's fucking killing me. It just didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. So people tried. And you know, that's the thing though, right? The, the movie, they didn't know how we were going to do it, right? That's the point, right? Right. It's like everyone tried to hit the NOS, point. but their, you know, the, their yeah. gasket just melted and the, the car didn't move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're right. It shouldn't be easy, right? Fuck that. New season. New point. New rules. Come on. Well, they were smart. They played it safe. You know, Art, Angie went with three. Uh, Reed went with two, so it, ultimately it didn't hurt them. Um, but neither one, you know. Well, uh, yeah. Um, we obviously there, we're still be scoring points with seven, so you know. Yeah, the 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 weirdest part right. is they all scored the same amount as the person who didn't even contribute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. He set this one out. They all scored the same. Oh man. So no call from D then? Nope. All right. Okay, D. Oh. All right. Who had the extra credit? I did. And you chose a little movie called Seven. So, um, obviously, I'm a huge fan of Fincher. I think he is top five working directors right now. Um, uh, some of his last, I mean, the, uh, the remake of, um, the girl with the dragon tattoo, uh, wasn't great. I've only watched it once. Um, but everything else is pretty much flawless. I mean, I, I would argue social network is a, an amazingly well done film what it's you know what it's trying to be curious case zodiac um obviously a lot of people complained about panic room and i haven't seen it in several years but i remember enjoying it um the game of course holds up very very well um you know and some of his other films fight club or you know you can't argue um and gone girl was showed that he has not lost his touch um 
So, yeah, I mean, this guy can kind of do no wrong. And his second film is just, I mean, is is amazing. I mean, Seven is, I think, for my taste, one of the greatest, um, like, suspense, crime, whodunit. Um, you know, we'll spoil the movie. Um, but, uh, what he did with, with Pitt and Freeman and the story, I mean, obviously there's a lot of this film that's basically a straightforward crime drama, you know, of a detective movie. We've seen this movie done a million times. Um, I don't know any of them done better than this one. Um, but you know, it's a pretty straightforward plot, you know, detective sitting around trying to figure clues and shit like that. We, you know, um, Fincher himself has done it. He, he did an outstanding job with Zodiac. Um, seven is, is intimate in the, in some senses. Um, it's basically just kind of taking place on the rainy streets of, of New York. It never says New York, but it's implied. It, although it was shot in Los Angeles and, uh, it's, it's incredibly stressful throughout the entire film. And then when you get introduced to Kevin Spacey's character, like it, it, it's, it, the movie goes off the wall, off the chain. And, uh, and it ends on such an amazing note that everybody that sees this movie for the first time just goes, holy shit, you know? And, um, and so for me, it, it's, it, I, I'm happy to watch this movie over and over and over again. Uh, it's one of the greats for me. So, um, it's been several years since I watched it again. So I wanted to watch it again, again and see if it keeps holding up, even though you, uh, it's starting to get to that point now where I know a lot of the beats, you know, I have memorized kind of thing. And I was going to see if it kind of, you know, it's an old movie, obviously. Um, so I was kind of curious if it, if it, Holds, if it keeps holding up um and uh yeah what about you guys so the very same cover that you see on imdb the same poster i got um one of my f- first venture movies i had seen was blown away by morgan freeman thought he was fantastic in it and as and so is brad pitt um written by andrew kevin walker which i believe he got a screenplay on for this one um i can look it up yeah, if it's like I said, if not, um, it's just like you said, it's in Seattle. It's got that rainy feel to it, but it was just cool to use um, the seven sins as um, as a tactic. So you'd always get the certain um, characters that would fall in that troop, uh, the trope. So like the, um, what did I say the, um, I fucking just had it in my head. One way, God damn it. Andrew um, Kevin Walker nominated for the 49th British Academy Film Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, MTV Movie Awards, Saturn Awards, oh, Academy Awards, Best Film Editing was nominated, did not win. Hmm. Um, Spacey won Best Villain in MTV Movie Awards. Yeah. Oh, it also won Best Movie. Yeah, no, yeah, this is one that I, I haven't revisited in a long time, but when I do, I automatically get hooked. I'm in the, I'm in that world and, um, so you get introduced to Gwyneth Paltrow, Brad Pitt's girl, and the bond, the relationship between um, 
Brad Pitt and Morgan, it, it oh. just works. Like if that didn't work, I don't think it'd be as successful as movie. Um, uh, but yeah, that but they are. And like I said, I believe Trent Reznor had done the credits yeah. or the music too for some reason. Yeah, but it's got Fincher's look. It's got the you know, it's it's got it's like him firing all cylinders. All right, it's like his prime Fincher. Um, and this one kind of. I still well, remember. F- I remember the first time seeing it, some of the scenes that were haunting. It was like the like gluttony, the big dude face down. All of them are. You know, I mean, yeah, a lot of them. But there's just some that just really stick out. And like I said, that one was one, and there was another one. But homie um, wakes up. The guy who's being starved. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Oh. When he wakes up, a I forgot. I, I always forget that he wakes up. For some reason, it's my brain like like telling me you can't. You don't have that. You can't have that in your mind. But when that guy gasps, the movie just just kicks you right in the nuts and says, "No, that's what this movie is about." This poor bastard has is. And then when the doctor explains that his brain is mush, you're just like, "Yeah." I mean, this is like, and this is before Saw. This is before torture porn, right? You know, mm-hmm. and. And that's not what this movie is about. I mean, we, you know, Tony, you were just talking about action movies and how it's, uh, what's the word? Um, not, uh, gratuitous. This movie isn't about gratuitous violence or torture. That's not what this movie is about. Right. This movie is about a broken man who, while Freeman is scared of him, in a sense, respects him because he realizes how serious and how competent he is and Pitt, the young up and coming detective just thinks he's a whack job. And, um, you get the, like you were pointing out, Fonzo, this, these amazing performances and that, the, the, the camaraderie that they develop. And then at the end, when Freeman knows, he knows, man, the second he opens that box and he tells him over the radio, John Doe has the upper hand. You're just like, it is, it's such a, a heavy, heavy film. Um, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. No, 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 yeah. I mean, that's, like I said, just Morgan and Brad, like I could watch them, you know, be in a movie, you know, and you got the grizzled veg just about to retire, right? That's the old trope, right? Mm-hmm. You got the young and up and comer who wants to prove himself and, uh, and, uh, he gets sucked back in, he gets sucked in the story, he wants to help out. And, um, yeah, I mean, um, it, 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 it sparked like a bunch of copycat movies. Not that they're all seven features, but they're all like, um, kind of use that religion tone for like a third circle or anything. But this one's on, um, this one on a whole nother level. Like when this came out, man, I just like, damn, this was just really well done movie. It looks cool the way, it, that way it flows. Um, yeah, everything about it. To me, it's, it's a Slater uh, easily. No problem. That was a fucking movie. Yeah, for me too. Um, if you haven't guessed already. That was um, a fucking movie. You see a level of rawness in Seven that Fincher really refines over the years um, from a technical standpoint. Um, even the game, you know, this this is 95. The game's 97. Um, Panic Room is 2002. Uh, Fight Club is 99. Um, you really start to see from a production quality the films get better and better. Um, and Seven still has a rawness to it, but it works so well 
with the film because of the subject matter, because of that screenplay. It is so raw. It is so dark. It is so heavy. And so the fact that as a young director, you know, he's still in his late 30s or early 40s when he directs Seven. Like, you know, and, and Fonzo, you just said, like, prime. Like, no, I, I would argue he's... he's Because he was doing five. music videos before then. Well, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, that's that was okay, his motion picture, you know. Like so many of these actors, or excuse me, directors. Um, But, you know, I mean, his, his magnum opus probably arguably is fight club and that's four years later uh this is still you know i mean alien 3 is 92 so it's only two years later does he start working on seven and i read somewhere in the wikipedia that that uh he didn't want to do it at the beginning he had such a shitty experience with aliens and he uh he just was freaked out and uh, understandably so the interesting thing, well, and then there's another thing I read that the original screenplay, um, had the head in the box, spoiler alert, uh, but then the studio like wanted to edit that out. And so, uh, Pitt, once he got signed on, uh, when New Line Cinema realized that they had sent Fincher the wrong draft, the president of production, Michael DeLuca, met with Fincher and noted that there was internal pressure to retain the revised version. I think it had a more happy ending. The Lucas stated that if Fincher promised to produce the movie, they would be able to stay with the head in the box ending. Despite this, producer Copelson refused to allow the film to include the head in the box scene. Actor Pitt joined Fincher in arguing for keeping this original scene, noting that his previous film, Legends of the Fall, which I think I only saw once and I need to rewatch, so it's going to be like homework or extra credit, had its emotional ending cut after negative feedback from test audience and refused to do seven unless the head in the box scene remained. Imagine seven without what's in the box. I mean, obviously now it's, it's become an internet meme. It's a joke almost. But imagine if you didn't have that punch in the gut. Um, that we know now and we almost in a way take for granted, but it's a perfect film up until that point. Um, and then it just, it just kicks you right in the nuts. Cause at that time, do you remember like, um, spoiler, like a heel winning or something, you know, huge well, like that? He gets exactly what the fuck he wants. Right. The bad guy won. Right. You know what I mean? And I remember going, fuck. So even though, you know, spoiler, this movie's been out right. I'm sure everyone's fucking seen oh, it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I apologize right now, but yeah, when he fucking Brad Pitt lets, lets him have it, you just feel like the audience. You're like, yeah, I, I'd say eighty out of eighty percent of you voted. They would say that, yeah, they'd go that route too. They would do what Brad Pitt did. You know? Yeah, of course. So, I'd certainly want to. Yeah. I don't know if I could do it, but I'd certainly want to, and I wouldn't feel regret if I did it. You know, mm, absolutely. Uh, but no, it's a, it's an incredibly strong oh, point. Oh. This movie, the bad guy won. It's an unhappy end, even though the bad guy dies. Right. It didn't matter because that, that fucking look, he, the way he says it, and he knows, and even Morgan's saying, like, nah, nah, don't, don't do it. Don't do it, you know? He and knows. I don't, don't want to give him the credit because he's, you know, a nutcase in real life. Uh, his performance as John Doe is some of the best villain work 
like heavy when he's talking in the drive and he's talking about these innocent people and he's it's like, he's, it's like the bad boys podcast you know morgan okay. Freeman's tony the white man is sitting there you know and Har- and harley's a crazy back yapping away and i'm brad pitt wanting you to shut the fuck up <laughs> he's such a good bad guy Oh. Uh, well, now it's even more scarier, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, really like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, there's some real serious John yeah. Doe. Uh-huh. Uh, I could cream about this movie forever. Um, there's so many, just like you pointed out. You know, for me, the big one is like, the, like I said, the, when he wakes up, when he gasps. And, and, but all of the, you know, um, the gluttony, the envy. I mean, it all works. It's just you know, there. You know what got me? From the beginning, because I've seen this from maybe ten times, um, and even from the first one, the scene that 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 I guess resonates in a in a harsh way with me, like it it, it get like it grinds me, um, is seeing the actor uh, Leland Orser freak out in the interrogation room, retelling the story of. Uh, of Right, the the guy strapped the strapped it on on him, and he's mm-hmm. he's like pale and sweating and freaking out, and that that freaking out that he does, you know, like that's jarring to me. That that that, that always every time I'm like, yeah, the other ones, yes, equally as as um, impactful, right? Like where they, you know, the, the gasp on and the gluttony, all all of them. Well, I mean, maybe maybe greed, not so much. Um, the the glue on the hands from from pride uh was like whoa uh, you know the the lengths that he would go to but but mm-hmm. the that scene his the Leland's performance even though it was just you know a couple a couple minutes maybe um because it's like none of the other crimes had uh a survivor retell it yeah yeah that's a very good point yeah he survives and he he becomes a, a, a what's the word the just sort of kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Isn't he in one of the Alien films? Yeah, he's in Alien Resurrection. Because I remember him having like a freakout scene, and then he, an Alien. I think he plays freakout well. Like he plays yeah. the, ner- the nervous freakout guy. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's always a heavy, especially when, um, you know. Uh, but even scenes like that to the end, scene before, right? Gluttony, big old dude, right on top. I mean, just like the the the, the room with all the air fresheners. Oh, you know, oh I hadn't yeah. Seen, I mean, talk about horror movie. I hadn't seen shit like that in like in a crime, you know, uh, you know, detective work movie. This just the scenes are horrific. Like, right, and and the horror, with you. like the horror starts visually, like it gets you visually, but then. And then they do their detective work afterward and talk about the cases and like how, and like how like the, with gluttony and the 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 um they start talking about what was happening with his stomach and it was stretching and rupturing and you're like oh shit it got it, it, you know it's worse you know you're thinking oh it's poison 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 oh he got stabbed in the back it's like oh whoa he did that like it mm-hmm. it just every every time it just it just shows the level, uh, the depth of the, the, the torture that he would put him yeah. through. Um, so the horror just keeps building and, and the tension just keeps building. 
And I think that's what makes this movie. The the ability to build the tension even if you've seen it already. Even if you know what's gonna happen. You still it get it, I wasn't tension. ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Even though I'm ready for it, even though it's gonna be enough, I'm like, okay, I'm good now. I'm like, mm-hmm. nope, it gets me every time. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. So is this a certified Slater? That was a fucking movie. Yeah. There it is. It's, wow, there it is. Bam. It's one of the few it's one of the few that I own. So <laughs> there you go, see? Another, another <laughs> um, um time to celebrate now if any <laughs> Ooh, let's see how they do then. I wonder if anybody got it. All right, here we go. Hola, Alexa Credit. Antes que empiece, quiero que sepan que no me estoy hablando español la segunda vez, pero ese es un diferente dialecto, un tal otro acento diferente en español. Ese pinche Reed Wilson. ¿Cómo se llama ese güey? ¿Qué tipo de nombre es Reed? Reed Wilson. El güey se llama Leer. Like, me gusta... <laughs> Uh, he's talking shit on uh, about Reed. I don't know if you can tell, Harley. <laughs> Why Reed doesn't speak Spanish? He said, "What what kind of a name is is Reed? Like reading a book? <laughs> Who names their kid after reading a book?" Reed, Reed, the kid is in. I'm saying you good guy, eh? Teacher, my monkey. Anyway, teacher Reed. Simply, I'm not. Como es australiano, o pinche alemán, o Inglaterra, y está igual, güey, pero lo que sea, pinche uh, Harley, este bueno que el, el Chicken Pucker, él escogió a uh, Seven, Siete, de esos pinche, ese pinche cabacho güero que está matando a la gente, y qué chingadas estos pendejadas así, este güey, yo creo que dio un, yo le digo que le dio un pinche Slater, y le voy a hacer, ¿cómo dicen? Le, le voy a doblar. Double down, cabrón. Double down, Harley Slater. Y le voy a decir, oh, shit. I'll speak that language. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's a way to get a lot of fans. I mean, it's a way to get a lot of fans. It's a way to get a lot of fans. It's a way to get a lot of fans. It's a way to get a lot of Double down, fans. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It could score a lot of points if Uh-oh. you double down. It's a pinch MCP. Ah, mamela también tu MCP. Double down MCP Slater. Oh, God, shit. Damn. Motherfucker better talk Spanish the rest of the season. <laughs> Ahí están todos mis puntos, eh. Para que sepa que estoy hablando diferente dialecto. Un punto para la primera llamada, otro punto para esa llamada. Different dialect. Pinche, dile a ese pinche guatamecteño, ese uh, Donaldo, Ronaldo, con lo que sea que se llama ese güey. Pero ahí te vemos, el que le quiere ganar a esa pinche chanina, se me está ganando, ¿eh? Ahí te vemos. ¡Viva los Wow. Wow. Bravo. Where's the, where's the round of applause? Where's the fucking fireworks? Where's everything? I'm, I'm not impressed with the accent. Oh, for fuck's sake. This fucking guy. <laughs> So he doesn't get. Is it because you enough. didn't understand a word he said? Is that why? Uh, maybe. Okay. Uh, it sounded strangely similar to the Shazam accent. So he's only going to get one point on the whole accent thing, uh, which doesn't really matter because he still got seven points just on that movie alone. Hmm. He only got seven points? <laughs> just on that movie alone. Please so repeat. he is now up to 12 in total. Just like that. Just like that. 
How do you know everyone's given a slate? I mean, that's, uh, that's... He just knows us well enough. I mean, yeah. yeah. But Tony's a wild card, though, man. How did he know he's yeah. going to give it, you know? Either way, it happens. Good luck, everyone. <laughs> Savage Scout would say. All right, next. Now, would that be envy from everybody else? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, everyone's going to be lusting for those Ronaldo points? Ronaldo in particular? Yeah. Dude, I was straight freaking out when I was watching uh, Shazam, and I had I had no idea that the movie is about the seven deadly sins, or that they're the villains in the movie. Yeah, they were scary. <laughs> I, I thought, holy shit, that's hilarious. With it is Seven. What a film. What an absolute certified Slater of a film. Everyone gives us a Slater. And I double down on... <laughs> Love it. Just when you thought... It was safe to go back in the water. No, we were. He, too, gets six points. Or seven points. Everyone's Slater. I was See? just... They got confidence. Closing for applause. Um, have a great week, guys. Can't right. wait to hear Harley's salsa story and waterfall story and <laughs> even Tony's story about fitness. <laughs> 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 awesome. <laughs> Uh, story about fitness. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a story about fitness, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, yeah, yeah. You know, he probably misses the viscosity of a panda. <laughs> All right, Holy nice shit, one. these motherfuckers! If Angie, yeah. if she, I, I'm retiring next week. I'm, we're, I'm, we're not even doing a show. We're canceling. She gets it all right too. That's crazy. Okay. So for my next impersonation. I couldn't decide who to do, so I'm going to try and do my best Gwyneth Paltrow because mm. I've already been accused of sounding like a white girl from Harley. Um, so this is actually my Gwyneth Paltrow right now. Um, she doesn't have anything special to her voice, but this particular cadence that she does, and she kind of has that ha-ha-ha laugh. So we're going to try this. Um, for the extra credit, this was for the movie Seven. Um, and I have to hurry up because my kids are already yelling outside, so I'm going to try and ground myself for a second. Um, so uh, for Seven, extra credit, we're going to go ahead and say that um it's gonna be a certified Donaldo. So have a great, absolutely fabulous show, you guys. I appreciate your time. Um and yes, absolutely bad boys for life. Ouch, that hurts. Hard skip to be when she said certified. Uh, yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. I was like, oh shit, here we go. Yeah, and then she just lost her head there at the, at the last second there. She almost had it. Got distracted, oh, no. man. 
Heads will roll, so. Um, we'll go ahead and give her the accent point. She she would have been ahead of the class, but um. Yeah, well, the accent, unfortunately. I mean, here's the thing. Oh. She was in such a strong lead. She's only three points down on Raiden Art. Dang. But while they crushed it, she didn't hurt herself too bad. So, um, and obviously, because Raiden Art didn't score any goddamn points on Shazam. You know, so it, it it's not a seven point swing. They were down three points, and now they're up three points or four points. So, um, and D was at three, and he's you know napping or fucking playing ping pong or whatever the fuck. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so he better get his shit together. Uh-huh. Uh Yeah. <laughs> and of course, D doesn't have a call, right? Still nothing, right? Correct. Anyone throw the bad signal up? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I could do it since I think I spoke enough. Mm-mm-mm. All right. So next next week's homework. Yeah, who's got that shit? I got it. I got it. I got All it. Right. And I'm assigning. A movie from 2017 called Time Trap. Time Trap, you say? Yeah, Professor enters a cave and goes missing. Some of his students come looking for him and get trapped in the cave as well. A few seconds in the cave equals a year outside. Hmm. Yeah. Is this called again? Time Trap? Time Trap. Sounds terrible. Let's watch it. (laughs) Time Trap. (laughs) 2017. Uh, a group of students become trapped inside a mysterious cave when they discover time traps in an underground world space. It's, uh, it's Inception. Or not Inception, but, uh, um, Interstellar. Right. Action adventure sci fi. Mark Dennis and Ben Foster. That's not the Ben Foster we know and love, is it? No. Ben Foster. What did these guys do before? Strings? They work together on strings? Yes. So these two guys have worked together on a movie called Strings. All right. Okay. Time drop it is. 6.6 IMDb. All right. So I got the extra credit. Did you do? Hmm. You guys in the mood for, huh? I'm, I'm down for whatever. Do I, huh? Yeah. Alright. Um, I can tell you what, you want to know what my homework is going to be next, next week? Okay. Uh, Chris and I have, we've actually been planning it for like a month. Uh, Hitchcock's The Birds. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember seeing it like as a kid, but I certainly don't remember anything about it. And I'm sure neither one of you motherfuckers can remember anything about it. So uh, that'll be the homework next uh, week. So if you want to tailor your extra credit around that. Kind of. I'm thinking about like a Tarantino movie since his movie's out. 
Yeah. Um. But then I just met a director who directed Demon Knight. If you guys are, I don't know if we just recently watched. Yeah, that we one. talked about we watched that not long yeah. ago. The Tales from the Crypt, right? Yeah. Um. When's the last time we watched Bastards or Django or even Kill Bill? Well, we we just watched Kill Bill. Yeah, we just watched Kill Bill. How about Reservoir um, Dogs? When's the last time we watched Reservoir Dogs? I saw it a couple of years ago. I'll say this. I have been wanting to watch Django Unchained again. I only saw it once. All right, let's do that then. Um, I know it's a big, long, epic one. Um, Django. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Perfect. There you go. Cool. This is the Django. The J is silent. Boom. I actually remember, um, I, I get, I mean, like, it's kind of weekends, but whenever Chris is out of town, I end up staying up really late at night. <laughs> and I remember it was like two o'clock in the morning and I'm like, I'm going to put in Django and Jane. And I've got like an hour into it before I, you know, fell asleep kind of thing. So, <laughs> and that was a couple of years ago. It was like a big boy, like, oh, I'm going to stay up and watch this shit. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I don't know why it is. Whenever Chris goes out of town, yeah. I end up, Staying up late, so oh, funny. Well, I did that once. I do that with Amy. Like when we first met, we we're dating. We'd I'd come over, watch a movie, and five minutes in, I'd go to sleep, and she'd end up watching it. You know, say, "Well, I'm I'm, a, I'm up. I'm gonna stay up and finish that." What the fuck did I watch? You know, I was picking like the most obscure horror movies. But one time here at at home, I had watched like, "Hey, you want to watch uh, 47 Meters Down?" She said, "Yeah, sure." And she was freaking out. She's comp- I, I fell asleep, and she was complete freaking out the whole time. And I started watching it again. I hadn't finished. I still haven't finished that goddamn thing. <laughs> There's a new movie coming out, 47 Meters Down, Uncaged. So, um, yeah, just, uh, I think, I think it's Shark Week right now in Discovery too. Maybe that's why it's sharks were in the brain or something. Oh man. So yeah, dude, how was you guys' weekends, man? What y'all do? I'll go first. Uh, nothing. Uh, plus around the house, uh, there's a fire up in Oregon, so there's smoke coming into town. Oh man. Uh, which always sucks. Um, we did do our, our, uh, gym, our weekend gym thing, which we haven't done in a long time. Um, so we went to the gym, sat in the sauna, exercised, or sort of in that, that old, that old chestnut. Uh, but other than that, that was about it, I think. Yeah. Okay. Oh, D says I did. What? Ooh. When? Cause I don't see shit. Oh, you already posted that. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, he just did. Oh. Oh. I he did it to like two minutes ago. Or at least oh, I got it two minutes ago. Oh, shit. We gotta play it right now then, right? Yep. Yeah. Alright. What's going on, bad boys? Hope you had a good weekend. Um, just calling in for the picks. And no, Harley, I don't go out to eat every day. Dumbass. You should know <laughs> I cook a lot. Anyways. Just kidding. <laughs> kidding, man. Love. Uh, Shazam. Uh, I really enjoyed that movie. I think it's my favorite comic movie this year, but I think you guys will all give it a dollar. So yeah. And, uh, 
um, seven. Um, you guys discussed this movie many times, and I think you, I think you all will give it a slater. But yeah, those are my picks. Take it easy, guys. Bad boys for life. Donaldo, double down. I'm going to start calling you non-double-down-D because <laughs> yeah. you obviously knew. Because um, we got to call him Triple D. Triple D. That's it. Double-down-D. No double-down-D, Triple D. Now, here's the funny thing. is like a proper D. He forgot that it was gambling. So he actually did pretty well on the week. He scored six points in total, which is one point less than Reed and Art did. (laughs) (laughs) So let me add this all up. So that puts him at 10. One, two, three, four, five. Because he gets the three right for the Slaters, so he gets the bonus points. So four, two points for Shazam. So six, oh, so six, six plus three is nine. So he has nine points. God, double down. <laughs> yeah, I think he forgets, right? I see people doing it with an accent, too. He never does an accent. I know. He's just so confident in his game. Like, he's like, I don't, you know what? I don't even I don't even do that. I went without the problem is that. he hasn't won the championship in a long time. Right. It feels like a, it was like a... Like ages ago. Like I don't even know if it really happened now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It has been a while. Yeah. Well. Just saying, man, it was pretty damn close. Well there you have it. Alright. Why you MCP, what'd you do? Uh nothing too crazy. Nothing nothing really special. Um let's see. I'm having, I'm going through my calendar just to make sure I get it right. Uh, yeah, nothing special. It's Friday night, we hung out with friends, had our sous vide night. Oh, we, um, I finally got to torch or sear my steaks. So, and this is a, for Art, I'm curious how he sears his steak after he sous vides it. Cause, uh, we finally got, uh, some butane and a torch. And so this time I, I was able to sear it with a torch and that's fun. Like butane or propane? Butane. It's a butane torch. It's a little torch that you put on top of a little butane canister. We actually found, we didn't know where to get the butane. We, we like checked, I checked Home Depot and Lowe's and like Winco or like the grocery stores. Like we didn't know where to get the butane. Um, and, uh, and we found it at the swap meet. And I was like, fuck nay, dude. So for like four bucks, um, for four bucks, for like a dollar, a dollar a bottle. So. Um, we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, but, th- but that was good. The steaks were delicious. It's, um, seared with the flame. Cause the idea is that if you, if you put it on a, like a cast iron, it's, it's possible you'll cook into the steak, um, as you're trying to sear it. Uh, right. Huh. But if you use the flame, you can keep it moving and just caramelize and have that, um, that one, the Maillard that reaction Maillard. without, yeah going too deep um so yeah so that was good uh that was a good time i didn't burn the house down so we're good uh saturday nothing crazy uh just crossfit uh 
uh so after crossfit we went we we got got invited to the beach uh by lane's mom and, and family so we went out there and we didn't get out of weightlifting till 11:30 so we didn't make it to the beach until like 12:30 we drove around for like 40 minutes no parking and we're like fuck this it's not worth it um so we just bounced we're like yeah all right guys we're, we're not going to the beach today <laughs> later so, yeah we just hadn't we had, that crowd huh we what, have which we, beach uh the harbor oceanside harbor uh we just don't have patience like we don't like hawking people you know like following them to their car and then waiting for them to leave which is the only way you can get parking when it's crowded like that um and we just don't have the patience for it like this is nope 40 minutes and we're like nope we're done not worth it it's like it's already hot out the 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 water at the beach doesn't bring us that much joy anyway <laughs> and so it's like and we can hang out with the family some other time in right. air conditioning so <laughs> yeah, exactly. never mind <laughs> so we just that's so that's when we went and we came home and i was like well we got to do something so uh found uh the boys uh on on prime so that gave us something to do the rest yeah, of the day. You made a wise choice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so that was Saturday. And then, uh, today we went to, we drove down to San Diego. They had a, um, so there was a low carb USA, which I think Harley mentioned it in a, in an email or something to me. Oh, I texted, I texted you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you texted the, it. That's right. Um, the YouTube guy was just going to be there. Yeah. And we didn't stick around long enough. It was a really tiny place, so there's no way we'd, we'd actually, um, see if we could, if we saw him, you know, just walking around. Cause we had appointments for a DEXA scan. So they, they hosted a DEXA scan at a discount. And we're like, yeah, we've been wanting to do that for a while just to get, it's supposed to be the most accurate body composition scan that you can get. Um, it gives you bone density. It gives you, um, and it shows you a picture of where, um, your lean muscle and your, um, adipose, your fat tissue is, is on your body. Um, and it's supposed to be the accurate, the, the most accurate, um, body fat assessment percentage and blah, blah, blah. So went and did that and then just walked around, um, downtown a little bit and then came back and watched seven and, uh, CrossFit because CrossFit's about to start. CrossFit games are going to start this week. So we're pretty excited. Um, oh shit! Um, yeah, it's CrossFit games on like TV or something like that. You get to watch all of it. Yeah, yeah, It'll, they'll be streaming um, on Facebook and YouTube and whatnot. I just listened to you follow um, along your adventures. What you're saying, Tony? Uh, I don't know if you've. Um, do you ever watch Joe Rogan podcast, Tony? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I don't watch it or listen to it, but I I, yeah, I, I I'm subscribed <laughs> to a channel that has clips. And so I listen to the clips sometimes, like little five minute, ten minute clips, like highlights of his show. And it's just the section, the different sections. I listened to almost all of it. Um, uh, Lane Norton. Yes, Lane Norton. Yeah. Um, Diagostino. Yeah. Really enlightening, like really amazing because, um, the Dom character, and I've recognized his name and I've listened to him before, big keto proponent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other guy, and they're both like super high educated PhD level. I mean, they're not fucking 
should you know they're not just big meatheads up there. Right. They really, what they're talking about. Right. And then the other guy, Lane Norton, he comes at the nutrition and exercise and weight training from more of a you know everybody's a little bit different and sure. and you know he's a big carb carb guy and and uh, advocate for that and so listening to these two guys talk back and forth for two and a half three hours was incredibly enlightening now a lot of this stuff kind of went over my head they get into the weeds a little bit yeah i did listen to that one that one was definitely interesting yeah i remember that and i was curious if you because when i was watching it because obviously one of the persons is very keto and intermittent fasting and the other guy isn't a keto while he defends you know a lot of the anti-arguments against it he doesn't necessarily say it's the you know end all and be all um and it's interesting because i'm not i'm not keto but i do intermittent fast and so um and they didn't talk a ton about intermittent fasting but um uh obviously i know keto and fasting go hand in hand for so many people but um very interesting podcast yeah yeah yeah, Lane Norton, he, he has an abrasive personality, um, and, and tends to talk a lot of shit. And so, uh-huh. yeah, and, and he, and, and he's one of those that he kind of expects you to believe him just cause he said it. Uh, mm. so, so that's the, that's the only gripe I have with Lane is that he has his, his presentation of whatever he's talking about is he, comes off as douchey and i like i don't listen to him i mean he he knows his stuff he's smart but um well he was the first to admit in several several instances during the cast that you know this is his opinion this is sort of his experience right and you know he considers himself a scientist and so the most accurate response is typically we don't know we just don't know yeah that's it's new it's new territory for most of this for most of uh especially for um, keto and intermittent fasting, there's not a lot of data. There's not a lot of studies. Um, yeah. Autophagy is another one that does not have a lot of uh, data behind it and research behind it. And, well, and, yeah, it and, and even the, the, even the regular diet, the standard diet, carb based diet, that doesn't, it actually doesn't have that much good research behind it either. It has just oh, I, the most. Yeah, I just read an article not long ago that pointed out, so many of these studies on nutrition and health are so poorly done and so inaccurate. You have such bad numbers and you can't account for anything. Right. I mean, they're just, they're just, it's useless looking at, or or they're like epidemiological and they're over the course of like 10 years, they asked 30,000 people what they ate at the beginning. And that's it. <laughs> like yeah, they say okay. At the beginning of the the study, they ask them what they what their diet is like, and then the they ask them like ten for ten years. They don't ask them again what their diet is like. like well, how uh, how do you you can't, you, 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 you can't validate that data? Like so, yeah. things like that happen all the time. Yeah, exactly. Well, and they addressed it during the podcast, and I think it was Dom that pointed out. Obviously, this podcast has completely gone off the chain. Um, Dom pointed out these are one of the reasons why I actually like looking at rats or mice more accurately because we can really control that environment. While they're not humans, they don't 
misrepresent or poorly report on what they ate, et cetera, et cetera. So right. the, 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 the studies are very much more controlled and so that you can repeat them. And mm -hmm. so you're going to get a more accurate result by using animals rather than, Hey, what did you have for lunch last week on Tuesday? Right. You know, you just, nobody, you know, it's like, and then they go, well, they did 30,000 people. And I'm like, how the fuck, unless you watched them and counted their calories and weighed their meat, these numbers don't mean shit to me, you know? So, yeah. Anyways, yeah, there you go. Sorry, you brought it up. And it got me running. <laughs> I think I listened, to it. I listened to it yesterday, so it was fresh. Ah, okay. Yeah, I listened to it I maybe. Yeah, I didn't do much this weekend. I started talking. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was putzing around the house because Chris was out of town and it's been smoky and hot. So I just been kind of hanging around the house with the air conditioner on working in the RV and shit. And so I just listened to a podcast and, um, I don't know how I stumbled upon this particular. Oh, I, I watched a YouTube clip of where they were talking about how nutrition is now the new religion for a lot of people. Oof. Yeah. That's and so it true. Makes so much sense. I mean, obviously we've, you know, months ago we were laughing about the, the, the keto and the CrossFit cult, right? Mm. Well, if you don't have a ton of evidence or at least the evidence that you have can be disputed, which almost all nutritional evidence can be disputed by somebody and probably is, it just becomes a thing of faith. Mm. And so, and, and obviously now that we're not as religious as we once were, we kind of have to replace that and, and so things like nutritional health and, you know, exercise. Well, people, people are quick to get into us versus them, regardless oh, yeah. of what it is. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm going to send you a link to a really good um, video on intermittent fasting for non-keto. Like, it, okay. Because it, it's, it's different. Because um, that's me. I mean. That, that's I, what I mean. Yeah. I was listening to a bodybuilder talk and he was a big advocate for intermittent fasting, uh, but not keto. And he, right. he had this saying, and so I've, I've been, I've been really repeating it over and over in my head and, and me and Chris have talked about it. You can eat what you want or when you want, yeah. but not both. And so, uh, for two or two, three weeks now, I've been, Fasting 16 to 18 hours, uh, three to four times a week. And mm -hmm. I've lost five to seven pounds nice. of fat and I haven't lost it. It's not muscle. I'm not losing muscle and I don't have a ton of fat to lose, but, and I'm kind of just losing it all over. But I was, I was averaging between 205 and 27 ish. And then for the last couple of days, I've been right around 200. Nice. So, um, and I'm past that point now where I have all the weird jittery stuff. Like I can fast. And mm. as long as I'm not bored, as long as I'm not sitting around, I don't get hungry. If I'm bored and sitting around and not doing anything, mm -hmm. uh, I, I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll get antsy and want to eat mm -hmm. when I'm fast. But if I'm busy, like I'm doing, you know, shit, I'm, um, and, or like, um, several times a couple of weeks ago, I did some mild cardio fasted. Um, I mean, Chris just went on a couple miles walk basically and I felt great. And, 
and I have that traditional, what a lot of people claim that sort of like, um, energetic, that sharpness, I feel that. And like I was texting you earlier, uh, I have a tendency to really like overeat when I break my fast. Yeah, that's, and it's, then I feel all sluggish and heavy. And Mm. so last couple of days that I fasted, I ate a little milder right at the very beginning and it helped it, it essentially resolved that. So, um, but for that six, that eight hour window that I eat, I fucking eat everything. I don't give a goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. But the truth is, I'm still not eating as many calories on days that I fast than on a day that I don't fast. I mean, it's that's... probably, I'm literally going to guess, but it's probably two to 400 calories. I'm eating less when I, I fast. So you could argue the five pounds of weight loss was just because I was in a caloric deficit. That's, that's absolutely what it was. I mean, that's, that's kind of the point. Yeah. Well, but I, I, I like the idea of not necessarily shooting for less calories for mm-hmm. intermittent fast, but forcing yourself to get into ketosis. So, you know, if, if you want sort of the, the best of both worlds, if you want to weight train, gain muscle mass, you have to put yourself in a caloric surplus. But how difficult is it to put yourself in a caloric surplus, gain lean muscle mass, and not fat? It's very, very difficult. And I would argue you'd probably have to go very keto in that in that regards. Um, just my own, again, you know, sort of guess. Um, so yeah, Fonzo, what do you think? <laughs> um. I'm thinking I gotta hurry up, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I had a long weekend, so. Yeah, go ahead. Started in the middle of the week. The boys celebrated their seventh birthday, which is fucking crazy to me. Bah, bah, I can't bah, bah, it. Bah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. And then this weekend, we went over to Amy's aunt's house in Bel Air, which is nice. We, needed, uh, we can't go to the, the beach house in Venice. We went to Bel Air house, which was pretty nice as well, too, so. We weren't mad at that either. <laughs> so um, that Saturday, I had a screening for that uh, the Friday the 13th Part 4 at this fine arts theater in Beverly Hills, oddly enough. you know, Here we are driving around, and there's one theater that's playing this movie. And uh, so that was cool. That was a fun experience. And then on Sunday, um, we swam some more. Uh, the pool was warm, so kids were swimming there already, like uh, 9.30, 10 in the morning. They were swimming, uh, which was fun. And then my favorite store, Burbank, uh, Dark Delicacies, moved from their old location to a new one. They had a signing, just a cool, like, free signing about, uh, this old, uh, Showtime show. Um, it was called Masters of Horror. And it was kind of neat because every episode had a different horror director direct each episode. So we're going back from Toby Hooper, John Carpenter, um, uh, McGarris, Lucky McKee. There's a bunch of people, Dario Argento, just, they had tons of them. So it was just kind of cool, unique, like, uh, um, Trying to think of like Creep Show or uh, Tales from the Crypt, you know, like an anthology, just different different directors on different takes. So that was cool. And they had a bunch of people there: Joe Dante, director of Gremlins, um, Mick Garris, David Scow from the director of The Crow, and he had directed, uh, he had written a, a new episode of uh, the Creep Show, which is a new series that's going to come on Shutter. So I got him to sign that. I met up with my friends; they were all there too, so they got to hang out. So I mean, it was just a fun weekend. Like we got to go. Swim during the day, and then I got to go out at night and do things. It was just easier to have to drive every night 
from here down to LA and then back. So, um, wow. uh, it was, it was, yeah, it's just easier when you're already down there, you know? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's just exhausted from swimming all day and then going out late at night and doing that. But, uh, yeah, it's just weird. There's a bunch of things happening in, in, in the summer, you know, which is odd. So, but gotta do what you gotta do, I guess, you know? So, but now I'm just fucking exhausted. I gotta get up early to take who to junior life tomorrow and it just doesn't stop. So, um, I'm, trying to, I'm gonna try to fit in some, yeah, try to fit in, uh, some more of the, the boys, but we'll see, man. So if not, I'll, I'll do it while I'm at work at lunch or something. I don't know. So, hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I think that's uh that's gonna do it. Like I said, I'm my eyes are eyes are getting really heavy. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just hopefully one Saturday was just chill and then you know or Sunday be really chill and we just, you know uh relax. So we'll see. But yeah, that was episode four sixty two of the Bad Boys Podcast. We just randomly ran to all things movies. Thank you, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for calling in. Thank you guys for enjoying it. Can't do the show without you guys. So, I mean, your boy Fallon said we ride together. Harley, we die together. MCP, bad boys for life. Hey, uh, Tony, did you send me a link? I didn't see it. No, I'm trying to find it. I, I've watched so many <laughs> videos. I can't, I can't find it. You know, with all that history of porn, he's got to find a way to get in there. Yes, there's the right one, you know. So. Yeah, so if I find it, um, I'll I'll send it. Yeah. Well, Joe, Joe, keeping it. You you did good, Bonzo. Stayed I'm up. Fine. <laughs> I did good. Last yeah. week, I remember you said something, and I was like, "Oh, this motherfucker's tired." <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah, I think my voice was just kind of. It was Comic Con, right? It was just. Yeah. There's just a lot of walking, and then yeah, and then I'd swim. I think the day, and, oh yeah, it was. Oh, that the was sun, dude, the sun where you? So oh my god, fast. just swimming, dude, is a fucking workout. You work out your whole goddamn body, you know. And this Don't you swim? Swim uh, in CrossFit or anything? Um, I not regularly. No, I swim maybe once every ten years. Oh, Jesus <laughs> right. Like I said, we didn't go to the beach. You know, we. I can't. Right, so yeah. Fuck it. Right. We came home from the beach and like, should we hit the pool? We're like, no. Fuck it. And so, you don't even go to your pool, huh? No, we don't even go to our pool. It's just not, doesn't appeal to us. It's oh, like we're I still in the goddamn sun. It doesn't, it's not that, it doesn't, it's not appealing. It's not, yeah. Well, I'll say this. I don't swim. I get a floaty. Right. I stick it under my hips yeah. and I float around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing is that, um, we're, we're on a challenge right now. We're doing a cut. And so no alcohol. So nope. it's like being in the sun feels better when you're buzzed and we're, we got three more weeks of not touching the, touching the juice. So touching the juice. Wow. There it is, kids. Touching the juice. Oh, I think this is it. That's drug abuse, re- drug oh, abuse yeah. resistance education. Touching <laughs> the juice. <laughs> First person who says, wait. You never said touching the juice in the podcast. <laughs> That's about point. Boom. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> All right, fellas. You guys have a good night, man. All right. You too. See you next week. See you. Peace.